Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. 4-1 the final. Sabres victorious on opening night from KeyBank Center as we welcome you to the Ted Darling Memorial Press Box here high atop the ice in front of what was a pretty big crowd tonight. Sabres getting it done with a 4-1 victory. Ottawa getting out to a 1-0 lead after one, but Buffalo getting two in the second, two in the third. Craig Anderson's big performance in net helps lead the way as the Sabres go to 1-0. 1 out of 82 is uh, in the books tonight for the Sabres, and they uh, get it done in front of their home fans. As we uh, welcome you here to the post-game show, Brian Colziel with you. Thanks for being with us. Uh, we'll be heading down to the locker room shortly to get player reaction. Paul Hamilton is on his way there now. We'll hear from the victorious Sabres dressing room. Also, Don Granato's post-game comments coming up. Uh, we'll have uh, some stats and scores coming up. Also, Pat's check of the night in what's happening in the rest of the National Hockey League. But, you know, how can you not be happy if you're a Sabre fan seeing what, what you saw on night one? It wasn't a perfect game. It wasn't a perfect start either. I thought kind of a eh first period. Uh, but the Sabres seem to wake themselves up in period number two. Uh, Craig Anderson had some really, really big saves. I thought early in this game, especially after Ottawa had taken the lead, um, there was a, a real nice save on Debrinket right after Kachuk had scored on maybe the next shift or two afterwards. Then I think a real key moment in the game, the Sabres start the second with a power play, and it doesn't go well. Ottawa gets a clear breakaway just seconds in to the extra session. I mean, Ottawa right there can go up 2 nothing, take the buzz out of the building, and it's Anderson who comes up big. Then on the next shift of that, power play opportunity a two-on-one eventually uh, another goal that does not go in for Ottawa at that point and then Paterka cashes in on a night that I thought he was definitely the Sabres best forward he seemed to show off his speed quite well had a nice chance in the first period and then capping that nice give and go with Dylan Cousins to put the Sabres on the board first I thought he was very very good here's what's also I think promising the Sabres didn't have their a game from their a players. Thompson, not a major factor. Skinner, not a major factor. Um, so I think, you know, when you talk about the offense tonight, you didn't have your, your greatest performance from your greatest players, and they still got it done. All right, down to the room. Let's hear J.J. Paterka now, live with Paul Hamilton. Thanks, Brian. J.J., you just uh, what, what was the feeling that went through you when your first NHL goal went in? I think just poor joy. Like, I was uh, so excited. I don't know, like, just speechless. Could you describe the play and how it got started? Um, I think we had like a D-zone draw and then we kind of like got out. It was like kind of like a bobbling puck and I had like a nice giving go of Kazi and he like just put it perfectly on my tape back door so I just had to put it in. You got a pretty good ovation uh, when you were on the blue line pregame. What was that like? What was the atmosphere like today? Um, just special. I mean, uh, I heard that the crowds here are like incredible, incredible sports fans in Buffalo and I mean... Uh, just such a good feeling that they made so much noise for me. You spent so much time with Dylan and, and um, Peyton during the preseason. How uh, 
valuable was that going into tonight? A lot. I mean, I think you guys have seen it. It got better and better. And I think we're like kind of like clicking right now, like on the chemistry more and more. So yeah, it's just exciting to play with those two guys, and we're just having fun out there. JJ, you kind of defined your way through the preseason, and then here in the regular season, it looked like you had a really nice game. Uh, what it looked like it was much better. Did it feel like it was much better? Um, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, uh, the season opener is always like a special game, I would say. So um, yeah, having like a good game means a lot. But uh, nevertheless, I mean, we get to win. I think the whole team played awesome tonight. Andy and that was incredible. So um, I mean, I think that's just a, just a great team win today. The first period wasn't great. You guys got past it and then got going a little bit better in the second and third period. So what was different? Um, I think just our work ethic. I mean, we worked way harder in, in battles and uh, also on breakouts. We, we were like able to move the puck up quicker. So I think that was a big thing. And uh, we pushed each other like all in the bench the whole time. So I think uh, we kind of like shifted the momentum like kind of like that way. Were your parents able to see the game? No, sadly not. But uh, they were watching it on, on stream. They, they actually... Um, Got like up in the morning and uh, to watch it. So, so they know they saw your goal. Yeah. <laughs> JJ, I asked you this morning, um, what are Sabres fans going to get out of JJ Paterka? You said fun and a lot of energy. Did you give them that today? I mean, you were flying around out there. Well, I believe so. What do you think? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I just had fun out there. I mean, uh, I played with great two line mates, and uh, yeah, we're just having all fun together there. JJ Paterka on the post game. And I'm just going to walk right over Brian and get Rasmus Dallin. You know, when when that play works, it's it's a goal. When it doesn't work, you know, it doesn't happen uh, too much. So uh, I just I just have fun there. I have fun out there and uh, play with my instincts. Aside from the hiccups that you usually see in the first game of the season, do you feel guys? Do you feel like you guys really got to your game and got to show with what? You guys are capable of as a group. Uh, yeah, uh, a little bit at least. Um, we find our game pretty quick, and uh, we battle through it, and we find a way to win. And uh, we want to play a fast game. And, um, you know, Ottawa was a good team, but we we really stuck with it, and uh, we played really well in the last whatever 15 minutes of the game too. So uh, we're happy about it. On your goal at the start of the play, you're back in the D zone, and you toasted Joseph with the puck. What was it like when you toast a guy like that? With just What's that feeling like? Uh, I don't know. I saw opening, so I just went for it. Um, Sammy, uh, he's backing me up, so uh, I'm not scared of having the puck. And uh, I know he's backing me up, so uh, I don't know. I just saw it and went for it. And then you saw a lot of ice all the way up the ice, right, to end up as close to the net as you did to take that pass. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I think I kicked it out to Kazi, right? Uh, so I just uh, want to be the middle lane driver and then I stay there. And I know Krebsy will find that play, so I just stood there and waited for it, and it went in, so I'm happy about it. How much confidence did Craig instill, instill in you guys tonight? Who? Craig, Craig Anderson. Oh, Craig, yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, how many how many breakaways did he take today? You know, um, to win games, you need a goal like that, and we, we trust him with everything, almost too much, so uh, we're really happy to have him, and he, uh, he brings such a calm to our game. What did you feel the problem was in the first period? Because you, you fixed it, obviously, after the first period. Yeah, I mean, first game, nerves, um, a lot of people in the building, and we wanted to do something good here, and uh, yeah, uh, just nerves, I think. We, uh, I think that's pretty, pretty usual. How bad did the team want to rally around the atmosphere in the crowd tonight? Oh, uh, you see that crowd, you just want to basically run through a wall so uh, we love having them here and um, we're going to keep winning so they, they stay so uh, we're very happy about it.
Kyle's first game as captain, how meaningful was it to see the ovation he got pregame? That was big. Uh, he deserves it. He's, uh, I'm very, very happy for him. He played great, so uh, just keep it rolling. Rasmus Dahlin on the postgame. Brian, back to you. All right, Paul, thank you. J.J. Baterka before that, and then Rasmus Dahlin as uh, the Sabres getting it done by a score of 4-1. to one. Paterka and Dahlin scoring back-to-back in the second period. Those were the non-empty net goals. Olofsson getting two of them, uh, one at 19-18 and one at 19-33, uh, to eventually seal it to put Buffalo up 3-1 to one and 4-1. to one. But Craig Anderson, a big story. And before we went down to the room, I was saying just, again, how the Sabres' top offensive players I didn't think were major factors tonight. Uh, Thompson, Skinner, uh, you know, even if you look at maybe some of the secondary scores, Olofsson really wasn't up until the empty netters, which obviously are a big part of it. Alex Tuck himself, too, offensively, not a major factor. Uh, Jack Quinn himself, not a major factor. So, you know, the guys that are on this team, when you think about, okay, goal scoring, uh, I didn't even think they really had a ton of good quality opportunities as well. It's Again, I'm not sitting here saying that they played poorly, but Buffalo was able to get a win on a night where their best players necessarily weren't at their best, and that's the sign of a good team, that your depth can come through. Can you get contributions from others? The Sabres, for a long time, if it wasn't the Eichel-Reinhardt line scoring, they just didn't win. Instead, you get guys like tonight that come through, like Paterka. He and Cousins tonight I thought were Buffalo's best forwards by far. The two of them seem to have really, really uh, good chemistry. And then, you know, some key moments from the fourth line. How about with about two and a half to go? They are down in the Ottawa end, just killing precious seconds for, I would say, a solid 30 to 45 seconds with Oposo and with Asplund and with Gergensons. And it stays down there for the entire shift to the point where they're actually able to make a full change of forwards and keep it going. That was a really, really, I think, important. I mean, that probably killed it from, like, the three-minute mark to about the two-minute mark uh, there late in the third period, that one shift from Oposo, Gergensons, and Asplund. So really good stuff there. You know, that's the kind of contributions that you need uh, from the rest of your team, and I thought they were very good. Special teams-wise tonight, so-so. We'll talk about that in a minute. Craig Anderson now is live in the room. Here he is with Paul. Well, Craig, uh, the first pair wasn't great for the team, but it seems like you guys got to your game together in the second and third. Uh, does it just kind of get the, I don't know, was it, what was it in the first that maybe it wasn't as good as you would have liked it? Um, you know, I think we had some first period jitters for sure. And, you know, the extended opening, obviously both teams kind of went through that. But um, I, I thought that uh, maybe that had, you know, some, something to do with it as far as getting our feet underneath us. So um, to walk away with their down one, um, you know, was a blessing. And then, you know, we figured out uh, how to play our game in the second after we gave up a few breakaways. So um, it's a game of momentum, and, you know, they, they had some momentum, but we, we were able to shut it down and, and turn, it, turn the tide. You've been around long enough. You know when you make a big save like that, it just goes through the team. Uh, you know, they get a couple of breakaways, you make a big save, and it kind of props up the whole team, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, I came in after the second, told the guys uh, I'm at 80% on breakaways, so I've stopped four. Uh, the fifth one's probably going in, so we should probably clean that up. <laughs> um, you know, but, yeah, I mean... You know, again, it's one of those things where there's no panic, and uh, the guys settled in after that, and I you know, got back to work. You know, we could have been down two early there in the second, and you know, at the end uh, we're up two, up two one. So, um, again, it's managing the energy and managing the, the game flow, and I thought we did a pretty good job of doing that. Craig, you've talked about how much you've enjoyed being here in Buffalo. How to be joking around in the second intermission about that, and then to come away with a win. How rewarding is 
something like this to open the season this way? I think it's just keeping the room light. You know, I think too many times coaches, players, they, they get all uptight and upset about, you know, end up certain plays. And, you know, in the grand scheme of things, if, if you do nine things great and you do two things bad, it's an overall good night. I mean, even if they score on those two bad things, you're doing a lot of good things. And that's, that's the message, you know, right from the top is, um, there's going to be mistakes, but, you know, how are you going to bounce back? How are you playing in, in a general hole? And, you know, learn from your mistakes and, and move forward. What does it mean to you that your team trusts you back there so much? Um, you know, I think it's it's earned respect, right? It's not it's not something that's just handed to you. I think it, it starts every day in practice being out there and battling for the guys and, uh, and then just going out there and, and supporting them and, and doing whatever you can to, to make them you know, play their best. But it, again, it doesn't just happen. It, you, you earn that respect by your work ethic and, and the way you communicate with the players. Greg, do you still get a kick out of beating Ottawa? Um, you know, it was always fun back before I played there, and then now it's it's kind of fun as well. I mean, I know a bunch of those guys over there, more staff than, than anything, but, um, you know, it's always fun to win hockey games regardless of the sweater you're playing against. How about taking matters in your own hand with that poke check on Stoltz seven minutes left yeah I blacked out um <laughs> you know I you know we got beat it was two on one I, I, you know, I think it was Sammy he took away kind of the backside and um you know I wasn't about to, to kind of just let him have a freebie and I took my chances and um you know I don't know maybe next time you know I'll get beat on it and I'll look silly but you know for this tonight it worked and you know we'll try something else next time you're having fun aren't you I mean this is this is just a joy allegedly yeah allegedly <laughs> you had to make some pretty athletic saves tonight and you were quite busy. Uh, what's recovering look like tomorrow? Uh, we'll see. Um, maybe tonight, get a little massage and ice tub and whatnot, but, um, you know, see how things are in the morning, try to get warmed up and moving, and you know, sometimes the best thing is to keep moving. You know, sometimes when you stay static, uh, things start to hurt more, so getting on the ice is usually a good thing as far as just moving and, and feeling good that way. Thank you, Craig. Thank Craig you. Anderson of the Post Game. Brian, back to you. All right. Well, apparently we have our stand-up comedian for the year, Craig Anderson, okay, <laughs> with some great, uh, great stuff there. All right. First star for Anderson, 35 saves on 36 shots. Buffalo victorious over Ottawa by a 4-1 to score. Okay. We're going to say goodnight to all of our local affiliates at this time. If you want to keep listening to the Post Game, you can listen in on the Odyssey app or WGR 550 Com. When we come back, highlights from this 4-1 win for the Sabres, Don Granado's postgame comments, Pat will check the NHL night. We'll also have Paul Hamilton's take. And lots more to get to here from KeyBank Center on opening night. Buffalo wins it 4-1 over Ottawa. I'm Brian Colziel. More postgame right after this. This is the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. We push past 10 o'clock here at the press box at KeyBank Center. We welcome you back on the post game. Brian Colsey with you. Highlight time following the Sabres 4-1 win, and then we'll hear from Sabres head coach Don Granato. Ottawa, the first goal of the game. Kachuk at 10-16 to the first. It was 1-0 Sens after one. We go to the second. Sabres breaking through. Cousins setting up J.J. Paterka for his first ever NHL goal. Centering this line right now for the Senators, but it's Paterka who comes back for Buffalo, leads it to the wing, comes it's Paterka, scores! Paterka with his first at 4.31 from Cousins, 1-1 the score at that point, and a few minutes later, Buffalo grabbing the lead for good. Rasmus Dahlin, some magic in his own end, and then... He cashes in down at the Ottawa end to put Buffalo up 2-1. to one. 
right, we're going to hold on. Don Granado stepping to the podium. Let's take you there live for his thoughts. We were able to have some of the family members from East Buffalo here, and um, that I know it's our guys have thought about that and went to that uh, the site, and that was big for our guys and for us to want to help and try to do something. So I thought that was uh, nice to see Ottawa participate in that as well, and then uh, we could move on to the game, but just want to recognize that. Now, what uh, got you guys to your game after the first period? Lots of really uh, gutty efforts. Craig Anderson, I think, number one. Uh, Dylan Cousins and uh, that line uh, really played solid for us. Um, Darlene and his, his will and determination, I thought, was a presence. Um, but guys didn't feel themselves, and we, we've watched a lot of opening nights, all of us, and you, you, there was a lot of emotion and a lot of tension. Uh, guys forced a lot of plays and uh, mistakes. A lot of mistakes happened, specifically the power play. You could see that. Uh, some, some really odd oddities and odd stuff, but they can only be explained by opening night. Right? And so we had to battle through that. I thought one huge save uh, on the power play by Craig Anderson breakaway save somewhere in the second was a real key for us to kind of get things you know you have a building like that and, and the energy there that it kind of turned it for us and for our guys I felt. Don, uh, Craig, whether he said this in the locker room or not, but told us that during the second intermission he kept things loose by saying something to the effect of I'm usually 90% or 80% on breakaways and now I've stopped four of them so the next one might go away. <laughs> um, what does it say about whether he said that or not, but just the looseness that he provides and what do you, what do you say about any questions about him being 41 to play? He, he probably did say that is my guess because that's, that's the way he, he looks at things. He's, uh, he's got a great demeanor and uh, what an effort. It, it, it's amazing to think he's 41 when you watch. This is a young man's sport. Uh, the body is so important. Um, and in, in this sport, you're in your prime as an athlete in your mid-20s. And so anything after that is just a perseverance. And any guy that plays in the league after that is persevering. And uh, tremendous, tremendous job tonight because we don't win that game tonight without him holding things down at really key moments, as I mentioned. Uh, if you fall behind the way we were squeezing our stick at times, uh, that's a recipe for, for, that's not a good recipe. Tom, the second period, how much of that, once you got over the nerves, how much of that was an example of the pace you wanted to get to and the way you wanted to yeah, I you know we did get to the pace we wanted, but it was so small tonight. It was so short. We 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 lost guys up ice and in, in, in layers over and over, and, and which then couldn't help our defensemen. And they looked like they had a good gap, and they had to back up. And so we gave up a lot of time and space. Uh, you know, almost working too hard, not smart, or, or very inefficient. And um, you know, there was there was a sequence there where we kind of let our mind at ease and, and didn't worry about trying to impress or make the perfect play and got into a rhythm, and then it seemed like we bounced out of that with the exception of some of those guys I thought were really good. Cousins, Bryson was really good tonight. It just looked like they were in midseason form, but um, there was only three or four of those guys going, and fortunately one was Craig. Coach, what's your thoughts on J.J. Pizarro's performance tonight? He, he, J.J. is... Uh, Sorry to cut you off, but J.J. was best tonight than he was at any point in the preseason in the exhibition game. So that was really nice to see. The competition elevated, elevated the competitive puck battles, 
elevated, and I thought he was very determined in puck battles and showed a lot of strength. And once he won a battle through, through that, he opened up and saw lots of options and, and plays. The goal was outstanding. I thought he had a burst of speed as, to match Cousins, who we know has an incredible acceleration. But the two of them together on the goal, was, was they, hit, they went from fourth to fifth gear, and it was, it was too much uh, for the opposition. And, and J.J. put it in the back of the net immediately, as a goal scorer does. He knew he was scoring on that pass, and it was nice to see. As far as Rasmus' goal and starts that he finishes it, yeah, I think tonight he was he was teetering on, on uh, that confidence issue with frustration. Uh, he pressed a lot, but uh, we've seen him in the past press and, and lose complete efficiency as a in his game, and that wasn't the case tonight. So he definitely showed maturity in that regard. He didn't feel his best, but he figured how you know when you're not feeling on your game, don't press as much. Figure out how to how to just what needs to be done. And uh, I thought he did a nice job with that. He definitely uh, did not feel himself. That was obvious. But he, he, he stayed on task to do what it takes to win. Does Krebs sometimes amaze you with his passing ability? Because there's only one place he could have put that puck where Rasmus could score on it. And, he, and he, he threads it right where it had to be. Does Sometimes you say, boy, how does a youngster like that do that? Yeah, I think the key that you say there, uh, Paul, is a youngster. I mean, he's young. And that's, that's very impressive. Um, you know, he, he has such a, a feel for that. So I, I, I couldn't agree more. It's a hell of a play, a very skilled player in that regard and playmaking ability. Don, after a tough preseason, you said you were confident that Paterka could play at the NHL level and was ready, and he comes out. He's flying around the ice tonight. Uh, what made you so confident in him, first of all? And also, uh, is it still so gratifying to see a guy score his first goal. It, it is really gratifying to see a guy score his first goal. It's fun. The guys on the bench love it. Um, and, and my confidence in J.J. is, uh, you know, I've watched him a lot. And it's easy to see when you watch a guy. And then you get to know the person and, you know, his, his personal attributes, his competitive attributes, um, obviously his skill set by watching him a lot. And, and, you know, all those ingredients are there. Um, and... It, you know, uh, the, the competition heightened, obviously, first game of regular season, full NHL lineup. You didn't have that in preseason. Uh, and he elevated because he has the skill to elevate. Uh, that doesn't mean he's not going to go through ups and downs, but uh, but he, he has the ability to do what he did tonight. Uh, the task now is to do it more consistently, and for, that's a task for any young guy. And um, his determination will help that initiative. It's funny, Joe, because you say kid line, and I got to think we got so many kids out there. But uh, I, I think you're referring to cousins. Uh, yeah. Well, it, it's it's uh, it, it's really gratifying for me because I've challenged Dylan. Uh, we we know. I think our fans have come to know how Dylan's leadership potential and, and his leadership ability present. Uh, and now he has a lot of NHL experience. When he looked tonight on his flanks, on his wings, and I've pushed him. That you are now, you're going to see guys coming into the organization that you can mentor, that are going to look up to you. And I thought he played a game tonight that uh, that was a man's game. I mean, he he was he looked like a seasoned NHL vet, um, strong on puck, strong in faceoffs, uh, and, and it was very impressive. And he is a guy that will lead by example. So, very gratifying to see him.
John, Casey Middlesack also seemed like he was buzzing tonight. What can you say about his energy elevation and needing a moment? Yeah, he, he is another guy very determined this year. He was uh, struggled. La he fought through really difficult injuries last year, and unfortunately for him, he had to buy his time um, and train hard. He trained hard this summer. Uh, he is very confident. His ability um, is, matches it. So he's going to be an exciting player for us. I think him and Tuck, we see lots of chemistry in practice. I think that's going to grow uh, game by game here. Uh, so I have no doubt Casey's going to be a real big part of, of things for us. Coach, anything you feel like you need to work on after tonight's game? A lot, a lot, yeah, a lot. But it's, it's uh, we can finally, as coaching, get the process started. The preseason is more allow these guys to uh, get themselves in game shape, knowing that you know now now we have the context of our competition now, uh, and there's lots of really simple things that uh, were not very good for us tonight that we can clean up, and you're going to clean those up game by game. Uh, we haven't shown our guys video much video to this point because it's 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 been irrelevant. It's been against players that won't be in the league, so we have our first night of that, and uh, we'll we'll be able to go to work a little bit differently as coaches now. Good night, all. All right, that is Sabres head coach Don Granato following a 4-1 to Buffalo win over Ottawa as we bring it back up here to the press box. Brian Colziel with you. Uh, Sabres victorious. We'll get Paul Hamilton's take coming up in a moment. Also, Pat Malacaro's check of the NHL night. But before we do both of those things, let's get the highlights in from this one as uh, we were at a 1-1 score on our highlights before Don Granato came to the podium. Let's get you the game-winning goal. Rasmus Dahlin... Some magic in his own end, and then he finishes on the other side to put Buffalo up 2-1. Showtime for Darlene and the Sabres who take a 2-1 lead. Nifty move for Darlene to get out of his own end, and then he goes and crashes the net. Krebs finds him from behind. Oposo the other assist. 2-1 Buffalo. That is our play of the game, brought to you by NOCO, delivering comfort to homes and businesses since 1933. So 2-1 Buffalo after two. We go to the third down the stretch. Craig Anderson, very good as he was tested throughout the night. He gets 11 shots in the third, including this one right here, which is your save of the game. Sanderson now played ahead. Stutzla gains the line. Ottawa's goaltender has gone to the bench. Anderson with a save. Loose puck in front. He's knocked into the net. Sabres have it with the empty net. Can't clear it out. Big save from Anderson. 35 in total in the game. That one, the save of the game, brought to you by your upstate Honda dealers. New inventory is arriving daily. So Anderson coming up big, keeping the puck out of the net, and the Sabres on the other side sealing it. Ottawa had the goalie pulled late. Victor Olofsson, the first of two into the empty net. Shabbat turns it over to Victor Olofsson. Empty net scores! So Olofsson at 19-18 makes it 3-1, and then 15 seconds later, Victor's at it again. Ottawa's emptied the net again. Shabbat with a shot that doesn't get through. Net is empty here as Olofsson again with another chance. Scores! Back-to-back empty netters for the TKO of the Ottawa Senators on night number one. It's 4-1 Buffalo. 
Olofsson at 19.33 with his second of the night into the empty net. 4-1 Buffalo. That is your final. Let's get you our final stats of the game brought to you by Paddock Chevrolet with you for the extra mile. Power plays struggling on both sides. Sabres 0 for 4. Senators 0 for 5. So a, uh, a spot if you're going to get picky on tonight on what maybe the Sabres do need to work on. The power play uh, probably I'm sure Don Granato will be talking about. Shots end up even. 36-36. In goal, Craig Anderson the win. 35 saves. Anton Forsberg the loss. 32 saves. Three stars all from Buffalo. Olofsson with two empty netters. Star number three. J.J. Paterka, his first ever NHL goal, star number two. Craig Anderson, 35 save performance. He is star number one, and Craig Anderson is the electric player of the game. Brought to you by Town BMW for an electrifying performance. Check out Town BMW's lineup of EVs. The attendance at KeyBank Center. Paul Hamilton's eyes are good. He said he thinks over 15,000. Well, Paul, how about 15,364? There's your attendance. by 364. I know. You said, like, yeah, I think there's over 15,000 in here. Pretty good eyes. Very nice. Yeah. And the crowd made it really good tonight, Paul. That was, you know, opening night's always fun, but last year there was less than half. There was like 7,300 against Montreal. And uh, this year, obviously, uh, fans walk home pretty happy with the result. And that's what I felt for the crowd. I thought, you know what, even if they lose the game, lose it 4-3. Let the crowd get into some goals and get some cheering going and – you know, don't lose the game one nothing or two to one or something like that. You know, at least make it exciting. Five four four three. Let the crowd get into the game a little bit. Uh, but they get to, did get to cheer for four goals, two at the end, empty netters. But because um, there's something to be said, because you know Victor Olison is not the best defensive forward in, in the game, and he's out there trying to protect a one goal lead. And I think part of that, if not all of that, is he's got maybe the best chance of the team to put the game away. He gets the puck. He's probably going to hit the empty net. How many times have you and I talked about Sabres losing a game because they couldn't put the empty net goal in, and then with 10 seconds left, the other team tied it, and then they lose it in overtime or something. It, it happened quite often. And, and, you know, so there's something to be said about putting somebody out there who's capable of hitting the empty net. Yes, I agree. All right, Paul. Well, let's uh, let's start with uh, the first star, Craig Anderson. He uh, he had his stand up routine going in the locker room interview, but <laughs> he's keeping the team light. And you know what? A veteran who's been through a lot. I think maybe if he senses his team is at all tight, or maybe you know even maybe not focused on something, he can even even in a light hearted way maybe bring some attention to it. So you know, and I'm sure that's that is one of the many reasons why they value having Anderson back on this team again. Well, that's the way he is. Remember after the Heritage Classic, he was doing a press conference with Krebs, and Krebs had scored a controversial goal, and here's Anderson sitting next to him going, I can understand why Toronto was upset with that. I could see that. And and everything. Krebs is looking at him like, you realize I scored, right? <laughs> <laughs> and he was just busting him. You know, it's, it's just that's the way he is. That's his way about him, and that's probably why he's such a good leader. He – if the teams, if he senses the team's a little uptight, he can loosen it up a little bit, and that's just the way he is. You know, he's an easygoing guy. You know, he keeps things on a level pace, whether he's doing really well or really poorly, and he understands the game. He's been in this game long enough. He understands how this works, and uh, you know, and, and and a nice game. A lot of people were 
this morning, why is Anderson starting? Well, because when he's not injured, he's not a bad goaltender, you know? And when he's fighting injuries and that kind of stuff, that kind of gets to him. And I'm just like, relax, people. I would probably guess, especially with the work Anderson got in this game, Comrie plays Saturday against Florida. And I think they wouldn't surprise me at all because it's every other day if they alternate out west. The last game's not every other day, but the first three are. So both goaltenders are going to play. Anderson probably earned the right to play the first game, but he by no means is going to sit there and play three out of four or anything like that. You're going to see both goaltenders in net. Paul Hamilton with us here on the postgame. Savers victorious on opening night 4-1 to one over the Senators. Okay, Paul, let's talk about star number two, J.J. Paterka. He was flying all around, had some good chances early, uh, and then eventually got his first goal. It was good to see him cash in on a night that he was one of the Sabres' best players. Well, you know, my my concern about watching him in the preseason, just, you know, as the coach said, he was kind of like on information overload, and, you know, you could tell he didn't have a smile on his face, but when the bullets flew for real, he was there. And they're big time. Had a really nice game, maybe in the first period where most of the team was struggling. He wasn't. And, you know, that turned into a very good line for the Sabres. Cousins had a very nice game. And I, I just pe- hope people understand that pass Krebs made to Darlene for the goal. It's just a gorgeous pass. I mean, Darlene was pretty well covered. It had to be exactly where he put it for Darlene to get it and then get it in under the bar. Any other place, it's probably not a goal. And he's just such a gifted passer. And, uh, you know, just to see that and and just to see that result in a goal uh, just shows the talent that he has, too, on that, as part of that line. All right, Paul, so Florida's next, and people will, at least on paper, say this would be a tougher challenge. They're one of the favorites in the East uh, how, what are we looking forward to Saturday? And I guess I'll ask you the same question that uh, we heard a reporter ask Don Granado. What needs to be better Saturday if they're going to win again? Well, if you remember, they blew some leads against Florida last year more than once. I think the game in Florida, they were ahead 4-1 to one and lost 7-4. to four. Um, So that was the problem. They couldn't finish games against Florida. They weren't playing half games. And then all of a sudden, Florida would kick it into gear. And Buffalo wasn't the only team Florida did that to. Florida was doing that on a regular basis to a lot of teams around the NHL. So, you know, they're different, though, because now they, you know, they they basically traded superstars. Now they got the other Tuchuk. So you're going to face Brady Tuchuk and Matthew Tuchuk on consecutive games. And, you know, he's now a member of the Florida Panthers. So it, it does change their dynamic a little bit. And it'll be interesting to see how much and what kind of team they're going to be like. Paul, great job tonight as always. And uh, I know you're excited. Hockey is back for real. And we will see you here Saturday afternoon. Looking forward to it. Take care. All right. Paul Hamilton with us here on the postgame down in the media room as we are back up here in the press box following a 4-1 to Buffalo win. The injury report brought to you by Losey and Ganji, Buffalo workers, compensation, and personal injury attorneys working hard for hardworking Western New Yorkers. Riley Shahan, the only injury on the injury report, although he is now starting to skate, so that's good news. One thing to maybe monitor, uh, late in the game, Matias Samuelson blocked a shot, and he was kind of laboring toward the end of his shift there and then went down the tunnel. So we'll see 
tomorrow, if you know whether he's out there skating or not, that's just something to kind of keep an eye on. You know, if he wakes up, is there swelling or some bruising or something along those lines? But uh, he did look like he was in definitely some discomfort uh, toward the end of the game. So we'll just keep an eye on that if uh, Matias Samuelson is at all a story on the injury report come tomorrow. All right, fun game here. Pat, what do we got going on? The Leafs had a disaster last night in uh, in Montreal. Did they bounce back? I know they're in action in, Mon- in uh, Washington tonight. Yeah, we'll take a look at that game in a moment. It has gone final. Other games ongoing. They're in the middle stages of the third period. Capo Caco with a highlight reel goal. The Rangers have scored twice in the third against Minnesota. Rangers doubling up the Wild 6-3. to three. Their blue shirts try to go to 2-0 and on the season after a win on opening night on Tuesday. The Stars have scored three times. Mason Marchment, two of those, as Dallas leads Nashville two or three to nothing after two periods. They're just about to go final in New York between the Islanders and the Panthers. Florida adding an empty net goal. So the Panthers open their season with a win. They'll be here on Saturday, as you mentioned, and they will finish with a three nut three to one win over the Islanders today. I'll throw to the end of the first period in Calgary where the Flames and Avalanche are tied. Brett Ritchie scoring first, Bowen Byram scoring for the Avalanche, tied 1-1 after 20 minutes. Early in the first period, less than six minutes in, the Golden Knights have a 2-0 lead over Chicago. The Blackhawks on the wrong end against Colorado last night and now trailing the Golden Knights 2-0 tonight. You mentioned the Leafs. They defeat the Capitals after falling behind 2-1 in the opening period. A goal in the second, one in the third. It was a 3-2 Leafs victory over the Capitals tonight. So, Washington falls to 0-2. The Leafs are now 1-1 on the season. Pittsburgh with a resounding 6-2 win over the Coyotes. Sidney Crosby, a goal and two assists. Evgeny Malkin, a power play tally for the Pens in their opening night victory. Also, the Flyers defeat the Devils 5-2 as Travis Konechny had two of the goals and Carter Hart makes 35 saves. One game is yet to start tonight out on the West Coast. The Kings are hosting the Kraken. That is a 10-30 start. Also to baseball, where the Astros defeat the Mariners 4-2 this afternoon in Game 2 of the American League Divisional Series. They take a two-games-to-none series lead as they will head to Seattle now and play tomorrow after the off day yesterday. So those two teams will meet once again. Actually, they'll meet on Saturday. The Yankees and Guardians will play tomorrow. Washed out in the Bronx tonight. They are scheduled to play, Brian, if and the series goes five games. They would have to play four straight days due to the rainout Jeez. today and with the off days that were scheduled yesterday and tomorrow. Uh, so tough sledding there in the American League Divisional Series where the Yankees lead one game tonight. Also, there is a touchdown, Brian, for the uh, Bears and the Commanders as it was a Dante Pettis touchdown by Justin Fields to give the Bears a 7-3 lead over the Commanders, now 7-6. to six early stages of the fourth quarter and the Bears trying to uh, pick up their third straight or third victory at home this year to open the season 3-0 at Soldier Field. Al Michaels missing an opportunity. He could have used Do You Believe in Miracles with the touchdown, but maybe he's not allowed to use it. Or, Or it would be a shame to waste it on a Bears touchdown. I saw the stat. There was something like over 80 minutes of gameplay without yes. a touchdown, and that was like in the second quarter. So between last week's thriller in Denver and tonight's game in Chicago, really not a lot of offense the last couple of weeks. Yeah. This game, by the way, uh, as we uh, get close to wrapping up our postgame coverage, if you want it uh, in Buffalo, it is on the bet, 15-20. Uh, 7-6, as Pat said, early fourth quarter. Uh, Bears in front. Um 
Yeah, if you got fantasy players in this game, you you're not getting much out of it either. Seven to six, yikes. Yeah, these Thursday games have been bad. But wasn't bad here tonight. The excitement level in the arena, and, and you heard it in JJ Paterka's uh, post game uh, talking about his first career NHL goal and. Uh, Rasmus Dahlin, Craig Anderson, uh, you know, players that had a big hand in this win tonight for the Sabres. Yeah, I think tonight definitely. Anderson, I think, is probably the top story was phenomenal. And then I think the role players coming through, as I was saying, that the Sabres' A players necessarily didn't have their A game, and they still won. Paterka and Cousins were really good, I think, probably for most of the game, for probably the, the whole, from start to finish, they were very noticeable. And then I still want to, that Oposo Gergensen's Asplund shift with three minutes to go, where they just controlled it for 45 seconds, maybe a minute straight, even to the point that the Sabres were able to, able to make changes, and they still kept control of the puck in the Ottawa end, not only, of course, taking a precious minute off, but it kind of stalled their efforts to get the puck out to maybe think about pulling the goalie earlier. And that's exactly what you're looking for out of that line. It, sure, it'd be nice to get 20 goals again this year from Kyle Oposo like he had last year, but... Those are the types of shifts where if you just wear down the other team, maybe it's late in a period. It doesn't have to be just the third. You know, Late in, in the second, late in the first, you, you catch a team on their heels. That's what that line is designed to do. And certainly coming through, and you see Oposo with the C on his jersey as, as the captain of the team, uh, you know, deserving of that honor. And you know, Zemgus Gergensen's an alternate captain as well. And uh, you, you, Paul mentioned it in that first intermission. Both players lead different ways, but... They both lead nonetheless and uh, are very valuable members of the, lock, the locker room. Yeah. All right, so Florida coming up next and some familiar faces on that team. You already mentioned uh, another Kachuk coming in, but now uh, Sam Reinhardt, probably the biggest name that uh, Sabre fans will recognize. Yeah, so we'll see him uh, you know, fresh off a, a big season with the Panthers last year and a team that had sky-high expectations. Don't forget, Joel Quinville started the year as the head coach. He was replaced midseason due to uh, the the issues that went back to the Chicago Blackhawk days. And uh, now with uh, it, Paul Maurice, the head coach, it, they didn't stick with the, the interim head coach last year, Andrew Burnett, instead going with uh, someone like Paul Maurice, who has had a wealth of NHL head coaching experience. That's kind of what they needed, uh, you know, when they when they hired Joel Quenville going into last season. And um, we'll see if now this Panthers team, after another tough early playoff exit, is able to find a, a way to get, get to that next step. Yeah, I think that's the story of the season for the Panthers. I, you know they're going to be a playoff team. Just there's too much talent on that roster. Uh, they can score in bunches very quickly, which we saw in games last year against the Sabres, Pat. Uh, but their playoff disappointment, Appointments definitely are uh, kind of at the top of the radar here. It's not maybe at the level of the Maple Leafs, but the talent comparison to those two rosters and maybe kind of the way that they both play, um, those two teams, at least if you look at the last three, four seasons, they've been similar in terms of how they've been very dominant in regular seasons, can score almost with any team in the league, but then come playoff time, they find ways not to be able to get it done. Well, they've had to deal with that team on the other side of the state as well. Yeah, you know? they, they face Tampa. They can't get out of their way in the bracket all the time. Right, and you just keep waiting for Tampa Bay after going to the Stanley Cup Finals now three straight years. Uh, you know, when is it going to catch up to them? And it just hasn't. Maybe this is the year with some of the uh, changes they've had to make because of being up against a salary cap and players getting older. But, you know, it's one of those you can't bet against Tampa Bay until it finally actually happens, at least in my mind. Yeah. Pat, great job. Thank you. Same to you. Fun to be back here on opening night. Oh, absolutely. Can't wait till Saturday. That's right. We'll be back here again uh, pregame at noon on Saturday for the 1 o'clock puck drop. Uh, there was over 15,000 here tonight. I would expect another good crowd here on Saturday afternoon. Uh, Sabres, by the way, want to remind you, 
There is a Hoctoberfest coming up on Saturday. Uh, Party in the Plaza again starting at 11 a.m. They're going to have live music, uh, drink specials, a lot of kids' activities as well. Uh, Obviously on a Saturday afternoon, good time to maybe take the kids down here. Uh, So that all starts at 11 if you uh, want to come down for Hoctoberfest. If you want more information on all that, Sabres.com obviously would have all of that. And then uh, if you're going to join us on the radio side, we'll be on the air with pregame at noon. And then, of course, face-off, Dan Dunleavy, Rob Ray on the call just after 1 o'clock right here on the Sabres radio network. All right, with that, we're going to say goodnight to you here on a winning opening night for the Buffalo Sabres. Big thanks to our crew, TJ Luckman, our network producer back in our Amber Studios. Here on site at KeyBank Center, Pat Malacaro, Jonathan Koziel, Paul Hamilton, our engineer Tom Maddy, our pregame show hosts, we're Shopin' the Bulldog, and our game announcers Dan Dunleavy and Rob Ray. I'm Brian Koziel. I thank you for listening. The final again on opening night, Sabres 4, Senators 1, Buffalo 1-0 on the season. We'll talk to you again on Saturday here with the Sabres and the Panthers right here on the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Good night, everyone. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 